Awaken podcast. I hope you enjoy the teaching. Good morning, friends, and welcome to Awaken. Um, my name is Mike. I'm one of the pastors here at our little church, and we're so glad that you're here. However you found us, whether by audio or by video, uh, I trust that today will be whatever uh, you need it to be, and uh, the Lord will meet you in that. Uh, we had a lot going on this morning. Very excited about our gathering. We've got uh, family reading scripture. We've got our poet and our artist in our Advent art series who will be sharing. Uh, my good friend Earl Milton is going to be preaching this morning, which I'm so excited about. Some of you met Siri, his wife, uh, who led our Race and Whiteness Learning Lab last fall. So um, you're in for a treat with Earl. Um, and we're going to start a little differently than we normally do. We were talking about today, uh, and we're like, well, maybe the kid's blessing just doesn't fit into the gathering. And then we just decided, no, we're going to make it fit. So we're going to start with the kid's blessing. So kids, you've been an important part of this community since the day we started, and that hasn't changed. So we're starting with you today. Mel, let's sing our blessing song over our kids. is from Luke, beginning in verse 8, chapter 2. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you, he is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. Peace to those whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. When they had seen him, they spread, they spread the whole world concerning what had been told to them about this child. And all... 
who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. As they had been told. We invite you to consider the arrival of peace. Hi, my name is Kaylee. And um, when I thought about the Advent topics, I felt drawn to write about peace. This is not because I've found the secret of embodying peace, but instead because I do not feel its presence in my life. The only comfort in this is knowing I am not alone. It has been a year of anxiety, aggravation, injustice, cruelty, and so many unknowns. As I said about writing this poem, I came to believe that sometimes to feel peace in our minds, in our hearts, in our bodies. We must be the ones to create it. So I offer this poem, this prompt to you. I've written about peace as an imaginative poem or guided meditation of sorts. It is true with most meditation that there is an emphasis on breath, and this was very intentional, not only because of the power that breathing can wield in the face of stress, but because this year, perhaps more than ever before, I personally have come to see that breathing is a gift. If you feel comfortable, you may close your eyes and let the words guide you. If that's not, that's all right too. Whatever you, wherever you are in your body, in your day, in your life, it is my hope and prayer that this poem brings you comfort, invokes rest, and shines light on your gray skies. It is cleverly titled, Peace, a Meditation. You are tired. The day was long, lonesome, and is not yet over. Inhale through the pull at your navel, the lump in your throat, the vice upon your shoulders. Remember the rivulets in your lungs as they expand with current, in and out. Close your eyes and arrive. A breeze weaves through your fingers. Snow contracts under your steps. A cold drink of winter air. Pine sap on your palms. A lattice of sun on the forest floor on your cheeks. Take this offering. The choir of birdsong rise. Hellebores bloom and cave in. Birches sigh. Branches sway. The river swells in an overture. Cup your hands. Inscribe the notes with your fingerprints. And when light exhales, set your gaze on this little death. This sinking life spark, swallowed whole by the bronze horizon. Let your tears nourish the ground as the sky ushers in the stars and the tides rock you to sleep back 
and forth. You do not have to dream of daylight. She has already done so for you. With her breath, she creates pockets of pink on the tree line, the first resurrection. When you are ready, open your eyes, fill full the roots of your chest and become the second. Thank you, Kaylee. Um, I'm super excited to have two friends singing with me uh, this morning or whatever time it is that you're watching this recording. Um, uh, we're gonna do a classic carol sing, some featuring some three-part harmony. So Bethany and Jeremy are gonna lead a couple carols uh, for us. So sing along wherever you are. Oh, oh, oh. 
Amen. All right, would you now please welcome my good friend and our Advent artist today, Vanessa Lucius. Um, I'm working with the themes of longing and lament. And so as I was pondering these, I kept thinking about the image of waiting for a baby, longing, anticipation of waiting for a baby, which feels very appropriate for Advent, and also of lament. Um, and I think that in Advent, we join Mary in her longing for Jesus's birth, but we also join her with Simeon in the anticipation for the coming lament and loss that she would experience. When I think about grieving mothers, I don't just think about Mary, I think about Mother Eve and how she must have felt grieving the loss of her son, Abel, at the hands of her other son, Cain, um, experiencing not just the loss of a son, but a loss knowing that she was the one who introduced death into creation. Years ago, I saw this drawing of Mary consoling Eve, and it just struck me, and it has been percolating around in my mind for so long. There is this tender compassion and care with which Mary receives and comforts Eve. Um, The serpent is still wrapped around Eve, and yet Mary is crushing the head of the serpent. There is hope, and I love that. And yet, I can't help but think, Mary wasn't there to console Eve. Eve didn't have anything to console her except the promises of God, the promise that um, from a God whom she had already rejected, whom she was made famous for doubting. Um, So I wanted to depict Eve generations before the incarnation as she's grappling with her grief, as she has nothing to live by but faith, Um, faith faith in God whose promises she had already doubted. And I think that she epitomizes the now but not yetness of Advent in her waiting, in her faith. Um, so I, my painting is called Grieving Eve. It's in the same posture as Michelangelo's La Pieta, in which Mary is cradling Jesus as he's just come down from the cross. And she is dignified and seated and serene and almost worshipful in the way that she holds Jesus. And that's beautiful, but I feel like it's not what I would expect of a grieving mother. Um, So I wanted to draw something in contrast to that. The Pieta is this huge, weighty sculpture at the Vatican. It takes up space. It feels eternal in its weight. Um, And so I've done a watercolor that feels vulnerable. It feels flimsy. It feels temporary feels now, but maybe not always. It might not always be here. Here, Eve is not just cradling her son, but she is gripping him with white knuckles, holding on to his corpse. Um, rather than serene, she is crying out in grief. Rather than seated and dignified, she is sprawled out on the ground, the ground that is littered with thorns and thistles and also now soaked in her son's blood. It's important to me to show Eve on the ground as opposed to Mary in her seated pose, um, specifically because the authors of Genesis spend so much time talking about the ground in just a few verses. The ground is what cries out um, of Cain's guilt. The ground is what condemns. The ground is cursed, not just from Adam and Eve, but then cursed again in Genesis 4. And I think that seeing Mary on the ground just again speaks to the the grief, um, the rawness of her grief. The sky in the painting is ambiguous. 
Is the sun rising or is it setting? Is light dawning or are we headed into ever more darkness before the dawn? Um, I believe that when Eve is grieving, she's not just grieving with the loss of her son, but she's grieving her contribution to it and the unknowingness of how long until her seed will, will come to Jesus. And I feel for Eve. I don't want her beating herself up in grief and guilt. I wish that, like Mary, I wish that I could console her. And so I have painted her with the sunlight um, illuminating her as, as a saint, as a grieving saint, creating a bit of a halo, um, encouraging her to see that God is at work, not just in her, but through her. And so I hope for all of us in Advent that we would be encouraged that our grief is an opportunity for us to draw closer to God and that um, there is a light coming and that God will do, can and will do more than we can ever dare to ask or imagine. Hello, Awaken community. Good morning, good evening, good night. No matter when you watch this service, I pray that you would encounter the peace and the presence of the Most High. And even though we are not watching this together, I pray that the Lord would inhabit this moment that we get to share together. Awaken, you don't know me, but I know you. I wanna thank Pastor Micah for the invitation to worship with this community. It's not something that I take lightly, and I appreciate the invite to allow me to pour into this community of people that you love and care for and have been entrusted with. Pastor Micah and I have been meeting for coffee and lunches for the past year and a half now. And we've connected and talked about life and ministry. And as I've gotten to know him, it's been it's been great to learn that he's not just a great pastor, but he's a good guy. He's a funny guy. He's a creative guy. Awaken, you are blessed with a leader who loves the Lord and loves his words. Awaken, you are blessed with a leader that loves this community. But most importantly, Awaken, you're blessed with a leader who fiercely loves Laura and Hadley and Dahlia and Lyndon. Many leaders chase the spotlight. Many leaders want to praise themselves, but that doesn't mean anything. I'm impressed with those who love their families. So thank you for the invitation. And Pastor Jenna, and what can I say about Pastor Jenna? Jenna is good peeps. Pastor Jenna is family and the Miltons love her. Our boys are obsessed with her and Arrow. She's a good friend, not only to me, but also to my wife, Siri. You know, that kind of friend that you can be real with and not feel judged. That kind of friend that you can share vulnerable things with and not feel awkward or, or judged. I know your pastor, so I feel I already know you. And that in the midst of 2020, know that your leaders love you. 
So Awaken, will you join me in praying for your pastors and leaders? Lord, we pray the five Ps over Pastor Jenna and over the leadership team and over the staff and over the core team. We pray your purpose. We pray your provision. We pray your protection. We pray your power. But most of all, we pray your presence over them. We pray, I pray the same thing for you, Awaken. I pray the purpose and the provision and the protection and the power. But most of all, I pray the presence of God in your lives. I pray that he would encounter you in tangible, real ways. My name is Pastor Earl Milton. My wife, Siri, and I, we just moved to St. Paul, where we live with our four-year-old and our 19-month-old. And to say that our house is noisy is an understatement. <laughs> I feel my calling in life is to have people experience the tangible presence of God and for them to know that they are known by God and that God knows them. I love to make scripture practical for everyday life. I'm a lover of cinema, local theater and road trips. But most of all, I'm a child of God just like you. So Awaken, now that you know me, let's dive into our scripture. It is a privilege to share what the Lord has, had, has on my heart for you as we continue through this journey of the prophets of Christmas. In Luke chapter 2, verse 8 and 20, it says, and, there was a, and the shepherds were living in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring good news that will cause joy for all people. Crazy story, right? Imagine with me, if you will. Pastor Micah is out feeding chickens. And all of a sudden, an angel appears. Angel says, don't be afraid. Okay, come again. The angel appears and says, don't be afraid. It's like one of those prank videos where the person is in some sort of camo, they're a plant or a box or, or something, they camouflage themselves around their surroundings. And as the target walks by, the person in camo moves or jumps. Not being afraid is not an option in most of those videos. Most of those targets jump and run away. Many times you see the target punch or kick the prankster. Pastor Micah is out feeding his chickens. The angel appears. Dealt the last thing on his mind is calm, cool, collective. But this is what we encounter in this story. The angel appears. Why would the angel say, don't be afraid? Verse 9 tells us they were terrified. 
I'm not talking about your grandma's porcelain angel collection. I'm talking about fierce, mighty warriors of heaven. This isn't Cupid minus the bow and arrow and the, the sash with the hearts on it. But even if Cupid jumped out at you, jumped out at them, we would still be terrified, they would still be terrified. Something unfamiliar entered their normal. The shepherds were always on guard as they watched over their flocks. They were used to uh, wolves trying to run off or things of that nature, predators trying to run off with their sheep. They probably had alarms and, and uh, security systems. They'd hear a sound and throw a rock and make a noise, then the predator would run off. Throw a rock, go back to normal. They probably lived their lives on autopilot. Feed the sheep, water the sheep, protect the sheep, repeat. Twenty twenty. What can you say about this year? It's been a hard, difficult year. We're this Sunday, it is peace in this week of Advent. But twenty twenty has been anything but a peaceful year. How often do we go back to normal? Cries for justice. We put a lawn sign, all are welcome here on our lawns. Repeat, Black Lives Matter, put another lawn sign, maybe buy a product from a Black-owned business. Repeat, calls for equality, maybe we put a hashtag on social media. Repeat. Now, I'm not the type of uh, <clears throat> person who likes points in a message. I'm the kind of guy, I'm a curious person. I love to ask questions. So my first question to you, Awaken, what cries for justice and equality do you hear but, but become easily tuned out? I'll say that again. What cries for justice or equality do you hear but, become easily, but, but can become easily tuned out. What is it? Is it, the, is it the cries for social justice that we just sum up to be socialism? Is it the cries for women's equality that we just deem unworthy? What is it? I, I can't answer those questions for you. Those are rustlings that you have to take up with in your life? Is it the bubbles that we hide in? Is it unchecked privilege? What is it in our lives that allow us to tune out the cries for justice? Verse 9 says, The angel of the Lord appeared to them, and glory and the glory of the Lord shown all around them. Not to sound like a broken record, but 2020 has been a year. The COVID numbers are rising. Cries for justice are still being ignored. 
We have a broken political system. We have a church divided, not little c, but the big c, the broader church in general. The body of Christ is divided. And I haven't even mentioned your unique situation. I haven't even talked about your finances. I haven't even talked about the situations in your family. With everything happening in the world, it's easy to miss the glory of God shining around us. With everything happening in the world, it's easy to overlook the move and the presence of God and the everyday mundane things of life. Don't focus on the angel and miss the message. Don't focus on what's happening in the world and miss the power of God moving. There's a Haitian proverb that says, God provides everything, but God doesn't share. What are you talking about, Earl? Well, I'm glad you asked. That means God provides everything, but many may not receive the blessings in store for them because they don't like the system, the delivery system. That brings me to my second question, Awaken. What opportunities to encounter the glory and the presence of God were missing because we're afraid? What are we missing out on? They don't look like us. They don't speak like us. They're not as educated as we are. What are we missing out on? After the murder of George Floyd and countless others, Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery, the church had an opportunity to join in with others in their pain. And cries of the people, the church always has an opportunity to show the love of Christ, to shine the glory of God on the hurting. Do we take them? Or do we hide behind our privilege? Do we take them? Or do we hide behind our politics? Do we take them? Or do we hide in our bubbles of comfort? The story continues. The angel says, I bring you good news that will cause great joy to all people. 2020 has been filled with moments of joy, but for the most part, for many people, it's been filled with grief and sorrow and mourning. It's been filled with isolation and loneliness. It's been filled with uncertainties. It's been filled with job loss. It's been filled with the loss of community. There is a virus that's ravishing the land and we encounter it by contacting people. It's a bizarre, bizarre thing. It's like a, a, a science fiction magazine. 
The thing that we're called to, community, is the thing that we have to stay away from with the risk of hurting. Their cries for joy, their cries for peace. The pandemic just points out the brokenness of the system in our country. Healthcare, unemployment, who's deemed worthy. People would cry out for the, the fight for 15. And you'd say, well, I'm not paying you 15 bucks to pour my coffee. I'm not paying you 15 bucks to stock the grocery shelves. 2020 has shown the brokenness of our system. And those who were just deemed unworthy overnight became essential. Overnight became needed. Those who we look down on because, as I said earlier, they may not be as educated as, as you. They may not speak like us. They may not dress like us. But those people who were driving the economy to stay afloat, and I get it, and I, this is a painful year, and I don't mean to talk about it so flippantly, but this pandemic has point, pointed out who the society deems worthy and not worthy. Awaken. My third question is this. Are we carriers of good news? Are we carriers of a cheap gospel? Are we carriers of the gospel that fills people with hope and peace and joy? Are we carriers of a gospel that alienates people because they don't look like us? Just in week one, Pastor Micah shared his parable. Those people with the right words and the right clothes and the right thinking. Are we carriers of the gospel that brings people closer to this God of hope and peace? In this moment, we can pause just like I did to look for opportunities. So Awaken, my, my final question to you is this. Will we allow our lives, our art, our words, our hands to shine darkness in this broken world? Or will we hide that light away? Just as I said, this is week four. It's the week that represents peace in the Advent calendar. And Advent means the arrival of a notable person. 
And in this case, the arrival of the Messiah, this Christ that we serve, the arrival of hope, the arrival of joy, the arrival of faith. And it's my heart that we will be people that are safe landing spots for people. That when we walk in the street, when we walk in our communities, that is always my prayer for my life is that people know that I'm a safe space. That they know that if they need me in the middle of the night, they can call and pray for me. Are we those, are we that place of hope in our community? The angel of the Lord appeared to them, and they were afraid, they were terrified. And he said to them, do not be afraid. I bring good news to you for all joy for all people. I bring good news to you that today in this town of David, a Messiah is born. A baby born in a manger. And you will know him wrapped in swaddling cloth. And you know him by these signs. And the scripture continues. The heavens opened up with a host of angels. And they... They rushed to see this king, this Messiah. And just like that scripture, the innocence of, that, of a baby, the innocence of our savior wrapped in vulnerability in a dirty manger. We have the opportunity to encounter that as a, as a compass for our lives? Or we, we have an opportunity to overlook those very same people? So Awaken, will you just join me in this time of reflection? As we pray, we pray, Lord, that you would remind us that your light shines around us that you are the carrier of good news and that you want joy for all people, regardless of gender, regardless of social and economic status, that you are our hope and our peace. So Awaken, will you just reflect for a moment on what we've, we've shared today. We reflect on those questions. What are we afraid of? What opportunities are we missing to shine God's glory into the world? What gospel 
are we carrying? And will we allow our lives and work to shine in this world? Awaken. We're now going to partake in communion. And the way I'm going to do communion is a little bit different than you're used to. There's a song by Maverick City Music and the Upper Room. And the song starts like this it says, We see you on the cross and you and your beautiful God. The blood speaks better, the blood speaks a better word, yeah. The bread, your body, the wine, your blood, sweet communion set a table for us. The crucified Jesus, no greater love than the bread, your body, than the wine, your blood. We will remember. Do this in remembrance of me when we gather. This is the Lord's table, church, but the Lord is made ready for those who love God and those who want to love God more. So take this, take this bread. It's broken for you. So as we take the elements, This is the body of Christ, and we break it in remembrance of him. This wine represents the blood of Christ. So we do, we partake in it as in remembrance of him, the blood, the blood that was shared for us. So his body and his blood. This is the Lord's table. So partake if you have the elements. God, we thank you for the sacrifice on the cross. We thank you for the ultimate sacrifice. Of, of your son Jesus dying for us and coming back again in Jesus' name. Amen. So take this.
week of Advent. Uh, what Melody didn't tell you is that she wrote that song for Advent. Um, I'm just, I'm always amazed at the talent that this church attracts. Uh, every year we do this series, Laura and I look at each other and we're like, how did we get here? Who are these people? Um, so I hope that today was what you needed it to be. Um, thank you to Earl uh, for being with us. A um, couple of quick announcements before uh, we bless you and send you on your way. Um, our plan is still to do Christmas Eve out in front of the church with candles and singing Silent Night together. Uh, we've got a permit uh, at the City of St. Paul waiting to kind of see what happens after December 18th. So I would just encourage you uh, keep an eye on the website and social media. Uh, whenever that decision comes down, we'll let you know by that. Uh, send out, a, out an email, post it on the website and, and on social media. So just keep an eye out for that. If we can't meet uh, for Christmas Eve in front of the church, um, Melody is going to be leading uh, Silent Night by, by Zoom, virtually. Um, and so if that's the case, we'll, we'll provide a link for that so you and your family can um, have that tradition um, regardless of how it happens. So, um, and then last but not least, uh, today is the last day for, I had it on a note, Earl, where's those, where's those papers at? <laughs> it's the last date for something. There it is. We've got a meal drive. I knew I, it's a meal drive during Advent. And uh, today is the last day that you can bring those to the church or provide those. So these are going out to people who need them in COVID. And uh, um, so if you're, if you're, if you've got something to bake, something to make, something to put together, please do that, and we'll see if we can find a home for it during the holidays. So um, with that, let me bless you and send you on your way. Uh, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord lift up his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance to you and give you his peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and the church said together, amen. See you on Christmas Eve. www.facebook.com backslash awaken community or on Twitter and awaken community. See you next time.